until I sort myself out. Um, when we were praying, can you hear me okay at the moment? Okay. Um, I got the word perspective, and I really feel like that is for us as a church. Um, if you don't know me, sorry, I have I come here, I've grown up in this church, so um, I call it my church. But um, hello, no. loading. Keep talking. Keep talking. Is it on? Hello, hello. Yeah. A little bit higher. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Um, I'm just going to hold it for a sec. So, um, yeah, so I got the word perspective and I, I really believe that as a church, um, God wants us to question our perspective as we're here this morning today. Why are we here? What perspective um, have we come into this building, this place of worship with? Because the only perspective that God looks at us with is love. And that's just like, wow. That's really, really cool. And so I just want to thank God for that, that he looks with the perspective of love to every single one of us this morning. So I just want you to be encouraged um, with that. I'm going to swap mics because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, Okay, so... It's going to be the whole thing, like the whole session. Is it? Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just wondering whether <laughs> you're really committing to something here. Yeah, also, yeah, can you use that? Because it won't be recorded. But it's this bit. I don't want it to rustle. Here? That's fine. Oh, okay. Um, we'll put it up so you need to write it. I'm going to write through the whole session. Straight away. Yeah, okay. we're going for it. Not a good idea. <laughs> Your building, so I promise it'll be worth it. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, so I'm going to talk today about salt and light. Um, and the reason I got the board is because otherwise I'll lose what I'm doing and it will just be rubbish. And also, I've done youth work for the past. I don't know, five years, so it's going to be quite interactive um, for you guys. So the passage we've just looked at, which is Matthew 5, um, that's come, well, that's the Beatitudes. So before the Beatitudes, Jesus called his first disciples and he began his ministry. And so he's then here giving the Beatitudes, which aren't a list of ways that you should live your life, really, although it comes across that way, but they are just declaring that Jesus is Lord. And so that's the first thing. Jesus is Lord. So if you believe that Jesus is Lord, can you just raise your hand? Awesome. Okay, so now I know who I'm talking to. So um, I would say that we're disciples then. If we believe that Jesus is Lord, then we are disciples of Jesus Christ. And that is such an honour. And when we look at the Beatitudes, I know that's really not my passage, but um, it, it says, blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. And it gives examples of who the blessed are. And if you translate the word blessed into Greek, I think if I pronounce it correctly, it's makeros. 
And that is like a term of congratulation and recommendation. So when Jesus is saying, blessed are the meek, um, it's, he's, like, he's already saying, I recommend you as a disciple. That's who you are and you are chosen. And so if we believe that Jesus is Lord, we believe the things that he is saying in the Beatitudes. And straight after the Beatitudes, which are the list of basically like declaring who God is, that he's Lord, it then leads into salt and light. And this is where Jesus is telling us how to live our lives. And it's just a life of love. That's really what I've drawn out of this passage. Um, it's not, he's not trying to make us strive when he tells us to be salt and light. He's, he's just reminding us that he has already commended us and recommended us and loves us so much. And that is what then will produce the salt and the light. Oh, are you with me still? Cool. Okay. Um, so I just want to really briefly um, talk about the cross because that's amazing, and I can't I can't briefly do it. So if you do, if you have questions about what the cross is about, why as Christians we talk about the cross so much, um, do come and talk to a member of the ministry team or myself because I can only sum it up a little bit here. But Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for our sin, our brokenness. And what was happening is, that, like, there's Jesus here, there's God, and then there's us. So, Mum, you could be you. And then, in between God and Mum, there's the stuff in the way that is stopping us from accessing God's love. And so, this really upset um, God. It like it breaks His heart that we aren't we aren't fully like this with him, that we're not super close with him, that our relationship with him is not joint. And so God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and rise again, which is awesome, um, for us, so that all this stuff that's in the middle, this shame, this guilt, this brokenness, hurt, sin, is no more. And that's the good news that we as Christians believe, because that now means when this brokenness is out of the picture mum can now be with God which is just amazing and that is why Jesus is Lord and that is why we are his disciples because we believe that and we now follow a life declaring that Jesus is Lord and so I just want us to think what is my life declaring? is my life declaring that Jesus is Lord? and I don't want you to now be like oh man what could I do to declare that Jesus is Lord? but I want you to know his love and just receive from him through this message. So if you go to Hebrews 12.2, if you've got your Bible with you, uh, it's just an amazing passage. Um, Hebrews is an amazing book. And I'm just going to take a little bit out of it. I don't like doing that that much, but I'm going to take a a sneaky little bit. Um, And it says, For the sake of the joy that was set before him, Jesus, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand at the throne of God. And when I read this, I said to mum the other day, I was preparing this sermon, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I've just found an amazing passage. And um, he says, for the sake of the joy that was set before him. The joy that was set before him is us. So he saw us as a joy, and for the sake of us, he endured the cross. For us, not for him. Jesus is Lord. We're his disciples and our lives are changed forever because of that. So, this is a real question. 
that I'm going to ask you, so I do want you to tell me some answers. But who would you say Jesus is? If you just like could give any attribute of God or Jesus, you can shout it out. Sorry, I can't write very well. Love? Did I hear healing, or did I make that up? All right. The freebie for you guys. Okay, one more. Both of them. Cool. Rescuer, Messiah. The list is endless. Literally endless. And the fact that right now we've only got these, which are just amazing on this board. Can you imagine when we're in heaven? the new words, the new attributes that we're going to learn about him. Whew. So, as his disciples, we believe these things. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. So, how are our lives reflecting this? And I don't mean that to be like, you, you aren't doing it, but I'm not doing it. I think we're doing it very well. But... I don't know how to explain this really, but because of Jesus' and God's love for us, and that because he's Lord, these things are not things to be striving towards. These things are his, his love still. Like God is love. So each of these attributes of God are love. So by being in relationship with him and seeking him first, these things are just going to come out of us. Like when you add salt to spaghetti bolognese and it just makes it a little bit better. Like it, na- it comes out, it, like it will ooze out of us. It will just be like this amazing... Well, they talk about fragrance of Christ, don't they, in the Bible as well. It's a fragrance that comes out of us. And he's chosen you to do that as his disciple. And I just, like, how does that make you feel? That's a rhetorical question. Like, how does it make you feel that he's chosen you to be the salt and the light of this world, to share these things and more with other people? Makes me feel good, and it makes me feel joyful, and it makes me feel loved. And I believe that it makes you feel that way too, because some of you are smiling. And so, yes, these things are things that we're going to go out and we're going to share with other people. But also, by being in relationship with God, these things are now in our hearts and in our lives. And we're receiving the highest and the best life. Because God loves us so much. And so, this passage, it's very tiny. It's a little passage. So I was like, I don't really know how to speak on it. I don't know why I chose it. And now I know why I chose it. 
Because if you look at it from a different perspective, which is love and relationship, rather than striving and trying to be something or be someone that someone has told you you need to be, it's the, the, this is, looks different. The passage looks different. Your life looks different. God looks different. But it's a good different. It's not like, a, oh man, this sucks. Like, it's a good life. Okay. I go off my notes, so I'm sorry. Let's turn to 1 Peter 2.9, if I can find it. It says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness and into marvellous light. And I think it's in John. I'll find it, otherwise I'll get it wrong. But it already says in John 1, 2, that you can't be overcome by darkness. That God is light. And the light, the image I got with this is a a lightsaber and just cutting through darkness. And that brings life. It says that God's light brings life. And so is there someone in your life that needs to know that light? Do you need to know that light and that light? Because you have all the tools to be able to share it with someone. Because all you need to do is be seeking God with your heart. You don't need to think, what can I do next? How can I share a story? Oh, I haven't spoken to a person in Tesco's at the ca- like the cashier. haven't told them about Jesus in a while. You don't need to be thinking about that. You need to be putting your eyes and your heart on God. And then it will all come naturally. So I just want to, I'm going to round it up quite quickly, but um, (coughs) I don't believe that the reason that we struggle to share Jesus with other people is because we we don't love him. We, We do love him. Like, I know that we love God. And so I think the main reason that we... We, sort of, we struggle to be salt and light or believe that we're salt and light is because we allow guilt and we allow shame to come between us and God. And so we start thinking that we're not good enough to, to share his light because there's already something going on in my life that no one should know about. And then if we start thinking like that, then the cross and... Like, oh, the cross was, didn't work. If we believe that guilt and shame have a a, a bigger place in our lives than God's love, then the cross is not real in our lives. And I'm not saying it's easy to understand the cross. It's really not easy at all. But we shouldn't let guilt and shame stand between us still. And I just want to really quickly touch on grace. Because I want our salt and light, I really like just praying about this talk with you guys, The word grace is what came out when it came to salt and light, that we need to be extending this grace that we know from Jesus to other people. Because as Christians, we believe that God is a God of grace, right? Okay? (laughs) Thank you. Um, Yeah, we believe that he is graceful, that he extends his grace. So if we believe that, if we believe that God is grace, then we need to be extending it to other people. And... I don't know, like how, how can we extend that grace? It can be very simple. How are we speaking to people? 
How are we holding ourselves? What patterns of behaviour are we stuck in that we need to get out of that aren't graceful? That's a huge one, I think. I get stuck in patterns of behaviour where I'm like, this is not graceful, this isn't God, and it's ugly, and it's not nice to other people. Grace is so real, and we need to extend it. Are we showing patience, peace, joy, love? There's anger and bitterness or unforgiveness for a certain people, a place, a situation, have a greater hold on your life than the grace of God? Are you holding on to those patterns of behaviour and you need to let them go? Do it today. You're here. Let it happen. Do you need to be in control or have power over people or situations? Because that's not graceful. I think it's just good to think, what grace has God given me and how can I then extend that to other people? And that will be the salt and the light of this world. Be still and know that I am God. We heard that one before? Don't strive. Don't start thinking, I don't know, like how, how can I be more graceful? How can I be more like God? Like something I used to do and I like I'll own up to it is I used to take pictures on Instagram um, when I did a Bible study with myself. Um, or went for a coffee and was reading my Bible and I would take a photo of it and be like, that's a great picture, I'm going to put that online. Thinking that oh, that's a good, positive message because it's the Bible and a coffee. And I was like, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> but it's not like... Yeah, you can put a picture up on, on Instagram. It'll be a positive post amongst quite a lot of negative ones. But that doesn't win souls. It doesn't share the love of God like his word does. Like his stories do. Like the parables that we're going through this month. So guilt and shame cause us to hide his light. And it it talks in the passage about when you have a light, you, you wouldn't hide it under a bowl. You would let the whole world see it. So don't let anything that is having a hold on your life cause you from hiding that light to other people. <coughs> it can be really easy to edit the parts of our story that we can't face, make them look different, or don't address them at all. Or we don't want people to know them. We don't allow the light to touch them. And we begin to strive. And we become empty and barren and areas of our lives and we become further from the love and the grace of God. And being salt and light suddenly becomes a struggle. Be still and know that I am God. I'm going to finish because I'm running out of time. But if you have a pen, write down Romans 3, 21 to 26. And I'm going to finish with the rest of Hebrews, if I can find it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, Looking to Jesus, 
Lord, pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand at the throne of God. Amazing, right? And the image I got of that when I was planning this is literally somebody just running and running and running, trying to get to the Lord, running and running. And they were taking off everything that was holding them back from getting to him. And it was actually armour. I don't know why, but they had armour on. And they were just, maybe it's because it's heavy, I don't know. They were just getting this armour off and just kept on running. And they were free. That freedom, that healing, that grace is for every single one of us. And then we need to extend it to others. Big part. No one's going to know the Lord if we just keep it to ourselves. Okay, I'm going to pray and then we're going to listen to a song. Father God, thank you for your grace, for your love, for your mercy. Father God, thank you that you're a servant 